Welcome to the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast. My name is Jason. And I'm Anthony. And guess what? We saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and we're going to talk about this bitch. They actually, did they play that song in the movie? I feel like they did at the very, one of the credits. Was it one of the credits where it was uh, Rocket? Oh, spoilers! <laughs> Let's just get right into it. Spoilers! Spoilers! Yeah, spoilers, and spoilers. Um, when Rocket was like, I'm the new leader of the Guardians, and and uh, it could have been happening during the credits too, because I think they were kind of doing like a little bit of a retrospective. Of or was it comes. was it Come Get Your Love? Come and get your love. Could have been that one too. Do, yeah. do, do, Every do, time do. I hear Guardians, uh, when I see, I'm sorry, see Guardians, I think of that song. Hey, because hey, that was the song that kind of started the entire movie. To be quite honest, and I don't think we've actually we did cover Guardians too back mm. back when we were children, but. Um, we didn't ever. We weren't doing the podcast at that time to like do the first movie. Well, I don't even think we covered. Did we cover Guardians too? Yeah, we. Is did. there an episode? Yeah, we did cover I don't Guardians at all. Yeah, we did. Unless we did it like as a side. No, because because which came out first, Guardians two or Spider Man Homecoming? Uh, Spider Man Homecoming episode. came out. I'm pretty sure we didn't do Guardians two. Oh, I thought we did because we were yeah. talking about the throw the ball Peter thing and all that. Oh, that we talked stuff. about that. Yeah, okay. yeah. I thought for some reason we actually yeah. did an episode. No, it yeah. just shows how much of a idiot I am. But anyways, yeah. So um, let's say first off that this uh, phase of Marvel that we've been getting is obviously been, in my opinion, a lot of shit. <laughs> we, you know, we had Love and Thunder, which we talked about. Um, you didn't see uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania, but that... I briefly mentioned it. I didn't think that was a good movie either. I was just telling you off mic that I watched like a couple clips and I was just like, God, fuck this. Like, I'm like, I've never been watching this movie. Did you I, see the clips on YouTube or did you watch? Them I was on? watching a review of uh, it and someone was like showing clips from it. And I was just like, this looks terrible. Like this just looks like cheap. And like the dialogue was like really cringe and on the nose. And I was just like, okay, I, I don't need actually to for a second thought you said you saw a review on it. Like the, the horror movie it that we talked no, about. No, no. Okay. Uh, on quantum mania, but okay. yeah, well I would, <clears throat> I apologize. My low energy and blown up voice. Uh, our good friend Stefan Perez is getting married. So we were at his bachelor party last night. And when I say we, I mean me, not Jason. Yeah. Cause Jason <laughs> I sucks. never get invited to yeah, shit. Fuck you. <laughs> to be to, in your defense. There was only like five other people. Yeah. There. And I've seen so much as Stefan. On like fucking, I don't know. In the last year, I think I'm yeah. Stefaned out for a little bit. I'm stuff. I'm checked <laughs> no out. Of well, it's funny you say that because we're gonna bring him back uh, for in the next couple episodes. But it'll be after my Hawaii trip. So yeah, it'll your be, Hawaii uh, trip is uh, actually gonna like be your, two weeks. Your thirtieth. It's true. Fuck, it's true. Dude. My dirty thirty. Hell yeah. But uh, real quick, congratulations, Stefan, uh, on your marriage. I will be at your wedding as a groomsman, uh, Anthony Groomsman. Um, that so, that works. Yeah, it should be exciting. But anyways, uh, yes. Yeah, so I apologize for my low energy. I'm very hungover and tired. But uh, yeah, this last phase has just been kind of underwhelming and and not very entertaining. No, I mean we also were talking about uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That was another part of this phase, and I think we didn't like that one either, from what I remember. <laughs> no, I did not like. Uh, I I, no, I remember I just finding it like it was just so inoffensive and bland, and I was just like, yeah. And then I, I told you already, I saw it again, and I was like, why did I watch this movie twice? Like, I this sucks. So, yeah, like the majority of the Marvel films post Endgame have just been very, eh, you know, and and like 
my favorite ones post end game have been <clears throat> No Way Home, and I think this. Yeah, actually, I would say that. Um, uh, oh yeah, I liked the movie. Did I yeah. tell you that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I liked think, this movie yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, I like this movie a lot too. I think James Gunn kind of beat Marvel's formula problem. Maybe you think. I, no, actually, I would say that James Gunn has kind of set a precedent as far as the the Marvel formula. Um, and I think one of those like tr- new tropes that they do is like like there's a very serious thing happening and then like it's undercut with like a stupid joke. And I think what really brought that home was Thor Ragnarok. Great film, but I remember one of the most annoying parts of that movie, it's towards the end, is when like they're literally watching Asgard get destroyed and like you know everyone looks somber and then... Taika Waititi's like, oh, hey, man, don't worry, we can rebuild it. And then it blows up. And he's like, oh, I, never mind, sorry. And it's just like, oh, it's funny. And it was just it was just so out of place. Like, like, why would you undercut that bit, that scene with, like, a joke? Like, it was supposed to be emotional. I mean, emotional given given a Marvel film and how emotional Yeah, Marvel I think we talked about that quite a few normally. times. It kind of just stuck out. It was, like, weird. Yeah, and since then, like, Marvel films, it's like there have been very serious moments. And then it's just like like fart joke or whatever and then it's like ah ha 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 and and i get it it's like let's relieve tension but it's like stop doing this <laughs> like we're not a bunch of morons just like just let the scene carry out the way it was supposed to and it's really funny because i didn't want to see this movie i didn't care to see it i'm like i, I didn't like guardians 2 i hated the holiday special i really don't i actually did not see that yeah, I know I talked about it briefly. It's it's. Could like, you elaborate on that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so once, I mean, you know, so the holiday special, like the story of that, uh, is basically like uh, uh, Peter's been feeling like sore because like ah, oh, it's Christmas, but I just feel kind of s- sad and lonely, and Gamora's gone, whatever, and I don't have my family around, and so Drax and Mantis, the mentally challenged duo of the group, are like, let's go, uh, let's go kidnap Kevin Bacon because remember that reference? Remember the Footloose reference? So we're going to go kidnap Kevin oh, Bacon. They Kevin so they Bacon. kidnap Kevin Bacon, the actor. And then there's all these wacky shenanigans. And then Kevin Bacon uh, performs at the end. And then the movie's over. Yeah. It's all like, right, it's well, literally well, like an, it's like an hour. Me the entire plot. <laughs> that's less, that's the movie. And there's just like, it, it, my, my issue with the guardian stuff is mostly like how they make Drax and, and Mantis the forefront and how they make them dumber in each film. And that's why I said, oh, they're the mentally challenged group, like duo of the group, because it's like they're literally like they, they're just like, oh, ha, ha, ha. oh, just you get it. It's funny. And I'm stupid. Oh, ha, ha. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, God, like, stop. It's like, you're, like James Gunn's beating you over the head. Like, you have to find this funny. Like, like, um, remember the taser face joke? The yeah. Was that in the first one? Or the Guardians one? 2. God, you know, I that was watched that Guardians fucking 2 joke was so dumb. Like it was, it was just, it was literally like a fight. It was, it was one joke, one little line, one gag that was stretched out for the whole film. And it was just, I'm like, why, like, why? This Wasn't isn't he funny. like some guy that was like, he was acting like he, he was taser, like a rabbit. The taser, va- the taser face thing was actually like a scary name or something. Yeah. Like he's that. like, I think it's a cool name. Taser face. And everyone's like, that's stupid. Everyone's laughing. And like everyone laughed yeah. and it kept going and going. And, um, yeah, I, I, James Gunn has a way of doing that. I'm, I'm, I haven't seen Suicide Squad, so I'll just stick solely to the the Marvel films. But it's like he has a way of just like beating you over the head with his jokes, and I really didn't like that about, especially the second Guardians and the holiday special. But this movie had a lot of emotion. Yeah, it had way more emotion than I expected it to. Um, 
also too I, I don't know maybe i was just like basically every time like a stupid joke would happen where like mantis and drax were being annoying i would just tune out like uh that scene where he's talking to gamora um when they're on the uh the the giant like the butthole space station or whatever are you talking about nowhere no, they're they're in like the organic oh, space yeah, station. Oh yeah, it's like that one. See, I was trying to the orgasmo or whatever. Yeah, I was trying to follow that like planet thing. So it was like some sort of like weird gooey. It's a it's a living organism space station, huh. which is a neat concept. But um, yeah. So it's like he's talking to Gamora. This really emotional scene, and then it's undercut with like Drax and Mantis just being annoying, and then like, oh uh. These these buttons that are all color coded. Well, blue means green, green means yellow, and yellow means black. And it's just like, get it? They're stupid. Do you get it that they're fucking morons? And I'm like, this is really dumb. This joke is stupid. I don't like. Like it was. It's just like this is the laziest, fucking most annoying joke you've ever told. <laughs> like why? Like, in the middle of like a really emotional sequence, and luckily they don't do that during the flashbacks. Um, that would have gotten me mad. No, the flashbacks um, basically were they were more full of emotion, like I said, and heart and everything like that. I mean, what we're talking about, everybody, is the fact that um, I, would, I would say that this movie is more about Rocket Raccoon than any other character. In and the that movie. and that pissed off a lot of commentators that I follow. They're like, "Well, how come it wasn't about the rest of the Guardians?" I'm like, "Who cares?" I'm like, that, "That was my thing. Like, I, I I went into this movie like not wanting any of the Guardianisms. I'm like, I want to watch like a fun, entertaining film." without the James Gunn bullshit that goes along with it. And there was James Gunn bullshit. And like I said, when it happened, I just tuned it out. I would literally just check out until it was done and then come back. Um, but like, yeah, when you had those flashbacks of like Rocket and his origin and his friends, like it was way more compelling to watch and way more like emotional. Um, I cried. You cried. In this movie. I, didn't cry. I did. I cried. I cried pussy. like a, my my girlfriend was next to me. So it was in the scene where like he's like dying, like he's about to die. Like it's towards the end. You've already seen the death of Teefs and Lila and Flora and and. Uh, so this is like the typical thing in a movie where he goes into some beyond where yeah he's he, gonna cross over, but then like oh no yeah. you know you have a lot more to do in your life yeah. But it was just like it it was a very beautifully written scene and um the the scenes going on and and like he literally just sounds like a kid because he they're like we're playing and he's like can I come and I was like oh and oh like my, God. my girlfriend starts crying and then I'm like shit 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 I'm like fuck and then I start crying <laughs> and I was like oh no and like I mean I wasn't sobbing but like tears were just streaming down my face during wow. that I was like fuck <laughs> dude I'm like this is you like know. well because it's like not only of course it's the cute animals right like obviously animals get everyone but it's just, it's just such like a heartfelt like. That whole thing is just like, it's like you have like these group of friends who are all, they're in the suck together, right? Like embrace the suck. They're all in the suck. They're all in the in the shit. They're in like, they're enslaved. They're all mutilated, you know? And they're like, one of these days we're going to get out of here. And when we grow up, we're going to, you know what I mean? And it's like, kind of no. had like a toy story kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And it's like, on. no, you're all going to fucking die. Like, that's the point of like, even Rocket, like, you know, your point was to just kind of like exist be tested and be experimented on and then you're all gonna die mm -hmm. and it's just so nihilistic and sad and it's and like i remember there's that scene where like, he comes back this is the scene where you see all of them die and he comes back and he's like uh he's like they're not gonna take us to the to the colony we're all gonna be incinerated and like teeths and floor are kind of like they're not as sharp as lila so they don't really get it like what are you talking what are you talking about rocket we're going to the forever place or whatever and then like lila is the only one who gets it like oh fuck and what made that what made that so sad that whole sequence upsetting is that like no matter what Rocket does they're gonna like they die so it's like if he didn't try to save them they were gonna die 
but then he tries to save them. He gets them killed. They were fucked either way. And that's what makes that so sad. It's like he like, and, and he even like, he cries. He's just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, I've tried. And it, and it's a really moving, moving scene. And it, and like I said, it's just, it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of scene. And you're and like, you just want everyone to get out. And like, you're kind of hoping a part of you is like hoping that they escaped and maybe Rocket just never saw them again. But it's like, nope, they all died. And the worst part about it is they all died in their cells. They didn't even get to really see the sky. And it's like, fuck and like that whole thing and then the like the death sequence or the almost death sequence where like they're all waving and they're like we want you to come play with us in the in the skyland and you're like oh fuck like jesus so your girlfriend was like the the trigger yeah because i was holding it together the whole time like i'm like it's a fucking movie don't cry none of these characters are real it's animation and then she's just like fuck and i'm like Fuck! And I'm like, ah, shit! Like, uh, and like. So no, I mean, I I would think that this is probably the darkest out of the trilogy for sure. Yeah, and I was I was just so I was so like sad during all that, but it was also like beautiful. It was also like a beautiful like moment between like like in that whole scene and like one day, Rocket, you are gonna join us. We're gonna play in the sky forever, but you have a purpose to serve and you have a life to live, and you yeah, must live I mean, it. Would you... And it's like fucking a and like and dude. Like the villain, like I hated him in a good way though. Like, like, like I, the movie made me hate him because he was so evil. And like, this is the first time I think that I since I've like I think this is the first like Marvel film ever. The High Evolutionary. Yeah, the High Evolutionary. Yeah, yeah. That's I think this is the first time ever where a Marvel movie made me hate the villain, but not in the sense where like the script is bad. You know what I mean? Whereas they did such a good job at, at like making the character like evil and heartless and psychopathic that when he finally starts getting beat up, like there's that scene where at, at the end where Rocket's like, he's like, uh, he's like, do you hear me? P one, three, whatever. And then he's like, it's Rocket, Rocket Raccoon. And they start laying into him and then Quill shows up, Nebula. And then the whole, and like I literally, you know, the trays that they have on those seats, yeah. I literally just bang my hands on the trays. I'm like, fuck him up. Fuck him. Up. I yelled that in the theater. because i I was so emotional i was like this motherfucker he hurt the little animals fuck him yeah i mean he was like a would you say this is like so lab testing animal cruelty that kind of stuff yeah and a lot like that in general i mean a lot of that well this stuff exists like in terms of like i mean like i i mean in the sense of like kind of like a corporate kind of way where it's like you you know you you hear the horror stories about the slaughterhouses and you hear about the animal testing with shampoos and makeups and so this stuff's real like i mean like Maybe not turning them into cybernetic sentient organisms and yada yada and and trying to create a perfect colony, but like in terms of like mutilating and experimenting on animals, this happens every day. And so we as as an audience can connect to that because that's a reality. But then they, it's in my opinion, it it doesn't beat you over the head with like the 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 PETA politics or any of that. I I don't think it's anything like that. It's more just kind of like not only do they touch upon those 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 points but they also like make you like these characters because they're all sweet and innocent and and like you know like i said they all think that they're gonna go play in the forever land but it's like no you're just gonna you're just gonna be like put down and then tossed in a fucking oven and incinerated and it's like god and it's 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 fucked and so that whole concept and that whole subplot really makes you hate the high evolutionary and, and it really and it works with it you know and 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 like yeah, I mean, I think the actor did an amazing job too, portraying like such a psychopathic mad scientist. Um, so props to him. 
Um, What's really funny about that actor is um, I know you haven't seen Peacemaker, James Gunn's uh, show. I actually heard he was in it. Yes, he is in it. I think he is on uh, like the the team that uh, Peacemaker is on. They actually go on missions and stuff. That's a great show, by the way. You should watch it sometime. Uh, you know, no, I, I for sure that stuff exists, and I was I was going to cut in and say um, I really look down on people like that. It really makes me sick to my stomach to know that people out there are abusing animals and testing on them and everything like that. So of course you want to hate this guy because this is exactly what he's doing. What you have grown to hate is what he does. So, I mean, for me, when you were talking about um, the, the being emotional and crying, I would actually say <laughs> that I have cried during a Marvel movie. Um, and that would, I remember exactly when it happened, I was watching uh, Endgame right when the movie started because there's no titles. Yeah. It just goes right to the fucking scene with uh, Hawkeye and his family. And when they start disappearing, he's running around. I started fucking crying. I don't know what it was. It was so emotional. It was so Yeah, so that movie made me cry too, but it was it was more like, it, it wasn't like, I don't know, I, I cried pretty hard during Guardians, like during the scene. Like I said, I wasn't sobbing, but I was like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Whereas like, it was the same thing when I saw Endgame. Like, so I remember, I remember specifically a couple scenes where I teared up in um I remember like in the beginning when he's like floating in space and there's that soundtrack that's playing. This is the beginning of Endgame. While he's like kind with, of uh, with Tony Stark, right? Yeah. And there's a soundtrack that's playing while he's like talking to Pepper and leaving that message. And I was like, ooh, it got me it like got me right in the chest and the gut. And then I remember just like I just like tears welled up. I was like, oh my God, that's and then I think again at the end when um when all the Avengers assembled, I was like it was tears of joy. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like the day. Yeah, like everybody got together that you wanted to see over and the music of how many movies? And the music swelling and it's exciting. And it was like it was it was tears similar. Like I was I was getting emotional, but it was more kind of like just the scene was just so overwhelming, just the feel of it. It was it was more like the feel of the scene, not necessarily the content. Whereas it was the content of this movie that yeah. got me emotional. It would have got me really emotional, even though that was an amazing scene. Like, just imagine if, like, the X-Men were in that scene as well. Like, fucking yeah. Hugh Jackman would have been, like, because well, well, it's a multiverse well, well, thing. Well, this is what you know? makes it great. What makes it great to me is, like, when you see movies like this where it's, like, you have, you have like, the hero or, like, the small group of heroes facing, like, insurmountable odds. And you're, like, how are they going to get out of this? Like, how are they going to, like, are, like, what's going to happen and you've, I've seen this in other films too, where it's like, oh my god, like they're fucked, and then just the reinforcements show up, oh, right? Exactly. And you're like, fuck, and like it gets you emotional because you're like, you're like the whole time you're like, what was going to happen? And it was kind of similar when Rocket was fighting uh, the High Evolutionary. Um, where he it was, was clawing his face off at the beginning. I was like wondering what was up with his face. Yeah, I, I know. I thought about that too. I was like, was, did he? Well, because okay, I'll get to that in a minute. But yeah. like, he, so he's like Rocket is initially fighting him on his own. He's like, it's Rocket, Rocket, Raccoon, pop, 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 and then the Guardians show up. So his reinforcement show, and I got a similar feeling. I was like, the reinforcements are here, and that's why I was like, fuck him up, because I was like, yes, yes, they got the team. They're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're gonna get him. They're gonna beat him, and they did, and it was great. Um, and so yeah, it's it's like it's funny because you'll get people who will tease you, and and to to a degree, I don't blame them. Where it's like, how are you gonna get emotional emotional during these fucking comic book movies? They're comic book movies, and it's like, yes, they are, but sometimes. If written well enough and directed well and acted well enough, you can actually get a scene that's really compelling and emotional. Uh, so, for instance, like, uh, so Lila gets shot by the High Evolutionary, and like, the Rock is just like, ah, I'm not gonna try to mimic it because I don't yeah. exactly remember it. But he's like, he just he just wails, he just lets out a, like a like a misery, like ah, like. Like yeah, instead of being like no, you know I was what I mean? Say like a no. Yeah, but instead yeah. of but it's like you like 
he doesn't even say it in words. It's just it's just like he you just can yells tell. and like you can feel that like no why like she was my friend. They even kind of implied that there might have been like an emotion, like a, a romantic connection, and it's it's like, and 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 that was voice acted. Really? Well, no shit. I mean, like it's it's <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like it's like what's his name? Bradley Cooper is not Cooper, two yeah. feet tall. Like that was voice acted. Like it was that was literally Bradley Cooper in a studio giving a vocal performance that they mo that you know they. I was going to ask you about that scene though. You know, in some movies where someone screams, like it's like. <sighs> Yeah, like, you know, but sometimes they'll mute it, but they'll play like some music like above it, so you can tell like they're yeah. screaming really out yeah. loud. Yeah, and and you know that that's a cliche that sometimes works. I mean, it, it really seems like that when 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 actors are and we're getting more on the acting part of this. Like when when actors are like told, "Hey, you know, you just saw your dog get shot or your wife's dead in front of you. Like, how give, would you react? Give it to me. Give me the reaction. You know, it's it's." You know, most of the time the actor sells it. You know, he does a good, he does a good job. You Just know, imagine you, your kids are drowning. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's like yeah, you know, and um, like there there's scenes like that though where it's where it's like you know you have these actors like who are like told like hey like give it your all and and like you know and and they'll and they'll express it and a lot of times you know it's like yeah you know you get a pretty compelling performance and you know it's like yeah you know he acted well he he conveyed the emotion and and great but like there are some times like this. Where the performance is so perfectly timed and just played out that it gets you as the viewer emotional. And like I said, this was a CGI raccoon crying over a CGI otter with a voice acting performance. Yeah. And you would think, like, how the fuck is that going to be emotional? That's silly. But it worked. Can you believe that this movie um, is... uh... It's been six years since the last Guardians movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it has been. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that we're talking about the performance. I don't know if you remember. Well, you probably do. But uh, the scene where Rocket's dying, you know, and Peter's above him. And he's trying to re- re- mm-hmm. um, like bring him back, you know, and everything. And it wasn't working. So he's like screaming. Mm-hmm. And you can tell the, a lot of the emotion that Chris Pratt is putting out, too, yeah. for the CGI, <laughs> uh, you know, raccoon. But. I would say, though, that you're absolutely right. I mean, this movie has a lot more emotion, like I mentioned before. It has a lot more heart. It definitely it really pulls on the heartstrings as well. But it, it like, And it sells, too. It doesn't feel forced. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't, like... Because there's some movies that try to be over-emotional and broody and, and, and like, edgy. And, like, you know, like I said, the, the concept of, like a CGI raccoon crying over CGI otter. It's like, what? How, how are you going to find that emotional? But it was just, everything was just so well executed. Yeah. And like, you know, and Peter's performance, you know, uh, um, uh, Chris Pratt's performance was good. It was very good, but it didn't hit me the way that rockets did. Of course. Like yeah. it, it just didn't. Maybe fucking... because he's an animal, maybe because I mean, what, what, what is it about rocket raccoon to a lot of people? And you know, it's because like he is somebody who is a little bit more, I don't know. Um, I would say innocent in a way because he's like, you know, everyone has a feeling for animals, animal lovers, and they see this like talking raccoon and he's like, oh, but he's badass at the same time. Well, I think the other but thing. When something bad happens to him, then that's when the tears start shedding, for, ex- well, for example. Uh, so, what you I, said. so I like, I, I know in the other movies he would get hurt and beat up and everyone would go, oh no, not the raccoon. But like, you know, it's it's like, that's more just kind of like the, just like, we don't want to see the fuzzy animal get hurt, even though we, we can all agree when we're watching, well, this is fake, it's CGI. What, what made this movie much more compelling as far as rocket's story and his origin was that like literally rocket is just like this badass comedy relief 
right? He's like the tough guy, like kind of like like the the salvager parts man weapons expert, right? And like, yeah, he has some he he has a scene in the first Guardians where he's like, I didn't ask to be made. And like, you know, you see him with all of his little scars and his metal in him, you're like, Whoa, what happened? I'm like, Yeah, what? exactly. I was wondering what the fuck happened because they show that. Yeah. And they're like And okay. then they never touch up. I mean it's implied. I remember it's implied. Well, he was experimented on. He's he is he is a raccoon that was experimented on and, and he was created to be what he is. But that's all you're given, right? And so like this just came out of left field because I wasn't expecting this story. I thought Rocket was gonna die because in the trailer you see Chris Pratt going no, and you hear Rocket being like, "We're well, we all." We didn't really know who that was. Well, I I thought I knew it was Rocket, and I knew it was Rocket because you hear Bradley Cooper narrating. He's like, "We're all gonna go in the forever," and he sounds weak when he's saying, well, "I'm it. done running." Yeah. Remember that line? There's something like that in the trailer, and I just remember just being like, "Oh, Rocket's gonna die." And the reason I thought that too was because like people I talked to like, "Oh yeah, the movie's really sad," and I was like, "Oh, Rocket dies," and I'm like, "Oh, that sucks. That's too bad." And I was actually thoroughly surprised that he didn't die. I was like, oh, no one dies. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, you know, they showed some things. Like, I remember uh, with Drax, he got, like, what, shot in the chest in that one scene? And you thought maybe, okay, something happened to Drax. Same thing happens to Peter. Like, he's out in fucking space. Yeah. And that scene was also very tough, too. I thought he was, I'm like, oh, he's dead. Because, like, especially when you see his face, like, almost blow, like, pop. And I was, was like, oh. Like, the same thing that happened to, uh, what's his face? The guy, um, God, um. Go with the Mohawk. Um, oh, Yondu. Yondu, because yeah, yeah. Yondu died in the second one. That was very emotional to me when he died. Yeah, I remember my friend Alex kind of felt that way. He's like, "Oh, I was sad when Yondu died," and I was just kind of like, "Oh, I was." I mean, I was so checked out at that point when that scene happened because I, I mean, I really didn't like that movie. But <laughs> no, it's it's like you know, it's so funny. You know, what, you know what actually happens if you get exposed to the vacuum of space? Well, apparently they said space is cold. That's from what I heard. So it's cold, but it, okay. So imagine you're in space, and then your your protection, whether you're in a room or you're in a spacesuit, just disappears, just gets pulled away. So all the air and moisture will get sucked out of you, like in a split second. It like within like within a couple like within a second or two will get sucked out of you, violently sucked out of you. Um, it, whatever's facing the sun will burn and boil. Whatever isn't will instantly freeze. Meanwhile, you'll probably you probably won't die for like another like ten to fifteen seconds. You'll throw up your intestines. I mean, basically, like you'll literally it'll get ripped out of you. I mean, it's it's extremely violent and quick. Even if you were to expose someone to space for five seconds, and then put them back in a controlled environment, they're dead. They're dead, mm-hmm. or at least they're severely handicapped in like a vegetable. Like they they they're they're done. Like they're no one can survive that. Yeah. So I always kind of found that funny when it's like, oh, it's just like being underwater. It's like you just kind of hold your breath for a while. It's like, no, you're dead. So if we want to get into a gripe, the biggest thing about that is like, well, where is his like his like mask? Remember the Star Lord? Yeah, I was mask? gonna say I was wondering where the Star Lord mask went because what about saw- the rocket boots? Those are we didn't like literally. Are- if he had one or both of those in that scene, he could have survived. Yeah. Like he, he could have his blasters. For instance, he could it. have held his breath and took his rocket boots and gone on to the nowhere ship, or at least had his helmet on, and so he could just float there and be like, "Hey guys, I'm floating. Can someone come get me? Like, <laughs> I got my magic mask." But like, he didn't have either of those the whole film, and I and, and it just he, you don't see them get blown up. They, like he doesn't give them to another character. Like he just doesn't have them. And I don't remember anything from the holiday special of them being destroyed. And even if so, it's like mm. why didn't you just make more? And so it, it just he just conveniently didn't have them. Hmm. I just don't remember because the last time I saw him using was in uh, 
was it Infinity War or both Endgame too? In, he, in, yeah, he has them. Too. I mean, like that's like it, it just made no sense as to why he didn't have that. You know that scene with him in space and getting all like f- fucked up like Yondu was. I'm not sure because I actually watched this a week ago. Have you ever seen a movie called Passengers with uh, with Chris Pratt and Chris Pratt? No, and, and and Jennifer Lawrence. I've heard there is a scene exactly like that where he's floating in space. He had to like fix something with the ship or something. Cause it was like swaying off into like some abyss of, of space, totally off the course of where they're supposed to go. And he does this thing where he uh, goes out in space, fixes something, but he can't go back in. And then he gets all like fucked up with like the same look. Yeah. Almost. And then he dies. Yeah. Spoilers. They bring him back to life. <laughs> See that. And that's so crazy. Cause that wouldn't happen. Like that wouldn't like you, like, you would die instantly, almost, almost instantaneous, if you're exposed to the vacuum of space. Like you're done. Yeah. You're donezoid. Yeah. Um, but well, I mean, whatever. It's movies. It's it's a it's movie. Just a really, it's fine. It's a funny comparison yeah. because it's the same actor. You know. What well, I'm I think that was probably the point. It was it, they, that was probably literally like James Gunn being like, "Yeah, this would be funny. Let's do the same thing." <laughs> no one saw that movie. Fuck it. Who gives a fuck about Yondu? Let's see if they give a fuck about Star Lord. I've heard the love plot similar too, like between him and Gamora. It's like, oh, this woman who doesn't remember. I don't, I've never seen the movie. I've never seen Passengers. I'm going to do... Spoil like it. A, it's fine. It's so fine. basically, with Passengers, I'm going to do this as quick as I can. So everyone's getting shipped out to a new Earth or something. Earth is like fucking done. And so they put like a, a, a shitload of people in this ship, and it's going to take like 80-something years to get to this planet, right? So they all put them in hyperspace. Something happens where Chris uh, Pratt's um, character's uh, tank, whatever he's in, gets fucked up, and he wakes up. Yeah. But he can't go back under, so he's like, I, I, I don't want to be on this, uh, this ship alone. So he sees Jennifer Lawrence in her uh, pod, and he's like, Oh fuck! Like, I don't know, should I wake her up? Should I not wake her up? Uh, and he wakes her up, and then she freaks out, knowing that she thought they landed. He's like, No, 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 no! I just woke you up because I wanted to hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, they're fucked because they can't yeah. go in hyperspace. So they're they're literally gonna die in the ship. Yeah. Before they get to this new Earth. But anyways, yeah, yeah, that's that's the point. But I would say the same thing with Gamora, you know. And I wanted to. Uh, I want to do some beats on some of the characters here really quick. Now, I uh, wanted to ask you about Adam Warlock because he was teased at the end of Guardians 2. Um, yeah, like six years ago. Like six years ago. That so was I like remember- a crazy thing. Like they never like I was thinking about that. I'm like, you could have brought him back. You could have introduced him like a Thor movie or like something. Yeah. You like he's like and he's an interesting character. Well, he's um, more like to me. Well, OK, in the comics, he's actually a lot more powerful. He actually stood up against Thanos in the Infinity Gauntlet. He actually held it. That's what I had heard. Yeah, I, I thought I had read something like because when I used to read comics that like where he like helped he, he was like the main reason that Thanos went down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it, then the movie, why don't you introduce him instead of Captain Marvel? They're both the same character almost. Well, <laughs> he plays like a dim-witted Superman painted gold. I think it, it, he just well, like Adam Warlock is gold. I remember that from the he comics. is gold. Yes, yeah. but he is not as dim-witted as the the actor who played. Well, him. James Gunn. Yeah. Everyone's retarded. <laughs> yeah, who actually didn't have like, big, all the characters actually didn't like even have a big morons. role in the movie. They, they they tease him at the end of Guardians two, thinking, "Oh my God, Adam Warlock's coming," and then he just shows shows up out of nowhere in this movie, and his whole purpose is just like he's hardly in the movie. It's stupid. Yeah, he, and he literally, I mean, he serves he serves almost no purpose other than to save Quill at the end. Like, because I, I remember like if he didn't do that and if Quill just died, I would have been like, "Why the fuck did you introduce Adam Warlock?" But it's like, oh, he saves him at the end, so he kind of has a purpose. But it's like you literally could have had that been like Cosmo or something. Like it could have been yeah, anyone else. Cosmo was rad. I mean, they could have been doing something where they they might make an Adam Warlock Disney Plus show. Oh, you know? they fucking will. You know they will. Yeah. You know, it was, it was funny. I thought that I was not initially stoked on the like the bad dog joke because I was like, this is kind of like it's annoying. I'm like, because it's just like it's like why is this like why is why do all the characters act like they're ten years old? 
where it's like you call me a bad name you can't you're mean like it's like why does yeah. everyone act like they're 10 but i gotta say when she's about to beat the alien then he's like she's not just a dog she's a good dog i was like yay uh, i was like i was like, okay like i was sold oh, it got me it was yeah. good it was it was a good payoff like i said it's just it, this movie wasn't as cringe as far as like the james gunn isms as like oh. the other the last two james gunn marvel films that i've seen and so that's why this one was a little more tolerable i mean it still had dumb shit in it but it was it was like yeah i mean it's more tolerable um i would say gamora actually uh not gamora nebula actually had a really bigger role in this movie yeah she did her uh, arc is kind of getting her arc's getting, getting better like she's becoming a more kind of likable she was character. A standout i think in this she, movie she initially sure. was just kind of like the, the grumpy like <laughs> she well she's very two-dimensional like the first couple yeah. films yeah. i'm just evil and i yada yada and 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 I'm, yeah, it, but it's like, yeah, you really kind of fleshed her out in like the last. Yeah, I mean, she graduated, and, I think, from antagonist to like background. She's an antihero. Player. Yeah, she's like more of an antihero now. Um, and I, I really like that. I definitely. She was like a co-star to Chris Pratt, pretty much. Yeah, this entire movie. yeah, and, and I, I like that about. Plus, she's hot. <laughs> yeah, uh, Karen Gillian. Yeah. Karen Gillian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I like uh, that uh, that you basically have this character that went from being like an antagonist, like two-dimensional antagonist, to being like more of like a three-dimensional. Um, antihero yeah and and i think that that's really and the way that they kind of effortlessly did that without nothing none of it felt forced you know it just kind of just started happening throughout the films and uh, no I, I thought that was a very natural i transition. think uh, um tony stark actually brought that out of her a bit because if you know when they're on the ship at the uh beginning yeah. of the game they were kind of buddy buddy like he, you can see that humanity part of her because i really don't know if she's like was human or she was like, well i normal. think i think she's just some kind of alien right because it's yeah. like Gamora's not human, but you know she looks. They yeah, all look humanoid, great. right? <laughs> um, but it's it's like, well, it, it, you know, you can make the argument as far as the character development goes that literally all she knew was pain and suffering and torture, and then like she met normal people, and it's like, oh, I guess not. Yeah. Not everyone is bad, and it's a nice little arc. But more importantly, she learns to kind of like. By the end of the film, she's like, "We are going to build a community," and I'm like, "Wow, that's like that's quite an arc." It went from I hate everyone to okay, I only like these five people to like we must build our security and ensure the survival of our of our community are you talking about uh because the beginning of the movie they say that nowhere you know the big floating head yeah. that uh i guess the collector or whatever had and then thanos you know you saw it in infinity war uh that's supposed to be like the hub of all the guardians or something like that or as far as the comics i don't know i've never read the guardians no, I mean, comics, the movie, but in the, in the movie it's so i think i think in the holiday home special station or i think something? in the holiday special they established that this is the home base it's like all right we're all like which was so weird because i thought it was like a weird ragtag like city that got like destroyed yeah destroyed by thanos in infinity war i don't think he did he destroy it well they go to nowhere and it's just all in flames remember because well, he burns it at the end because he has yeah. the reality so I, stone. I thing. just assumed that it was that they just destroyed it. Like, oh, uh, okay, you just not. destroyed the. Someone came over there with a fire extinguisher after. Yeah, and then like, everyone, it's... all right, you guys are good now, right? You I know? mean, it's fine. It's like, I mean, you know, you can you can say, well, oh, well, Thanos didn't destroy the whole the whole space it's rock. He just blew up that one part. I mean, whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's just the point is they have a hideout. They have a home base. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, it's it's. One of the things I saw online is like it's, it seems like a lot of the characters kind of lost their individuality because uh, as far as like the way they used to look. Because remember, like each character had like a certain like outfit that they all wore, like you know, like yeah, you know, you Chris had... Pratt wore like the jackets, and then like uh, Drax had Batista no was like shirtless, and then like <laughs> yeah, Gamora kind of had her own outfit, and and but then everyone kind of slowly started looking having like it's like uniform, which is kind of weird, but I mean like whatever, it's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah. So 
I think my biggest gripe in this film has to be the relationship between Quill and Gamora. Well, what did you think about Gamora? Because with her, I was actually going to bring her up, is that she totally comes off, obviously, because that's not the Gamora that we know from the past films. It's like uh, another version of Well, the issue that I have with that is that this is the same Gamora from the 2014 Guardians movie, yeah. which was before she, was, she fell in love with, uh, but with, she was with she Peter. was already kind of like a good person, right? Here's the thing: it's like, and you have this in, in Infinity War, or in Endgame rather, where it's like you see Gamora, and like, yeah, she is a badass. She can kill people, and she is raised by Thanos. She is the daughter of Thanos. But the difference between her and Nebula is that she turned good a lot quicker, right? It's like she's a she's a good person at, at her core. She was always a good person, but she was made to do terrible things. Well, she wanted to also kill like. Thanos like she didn't show it but right she she was following him but at the same time she's like well I really want to kill this motherfucker because he killed my entire race so she still had that thirst for revenge for Thanos. yeah but but the issue is that like you have this character that in her heart was a good person and wanted like a family so it's like like imagine like do you think Gamora from Guardians 1 would have turned out to be the Gamora in this film no and that's my issue because they are the same character Literally, they take her from the timeline and bring her up to the future. Yeah. And then she decides, I'm going to go be a pirate and steal from people and kill people. And like, like be and I don't care Rogers. about any of you. I don't care about family. It's like, that's literally not your character yeah. at all. And so it was a very, you can make the joke that, oh, maybe the, the space time continuum did something, whatever. But it's like, it's like, no, I think it's just bad writing. Science. I don't know what it was, but it's just kind of like, I didn't. I thought it would have been cheap if they got together, so I'm happy they didn't get together. You mean her and, and Peter? Yeah, I thought like it would have been cheap because it's like, hey, you can't you can't capture what they had in those previous films. You just can't. You can't redo that. You, you, you know what I mean? I um, thought it was going to happen. I thought he might have <clears> like, like you know, broke that shell that's around her and be like, okay, you know, we had something. She's like, well, I'm not that Gamora. Or it's maybe, like, oh yeah, or maybe the movie ends with her just being like, I'm willing to give this a try. Yeah, a part of me liked you, so but let's then, see. but then she goes to Earth with him. She goes, all right, I want to meet your family. And, like, how about we just, like, try to do this without all the space stuff? Yeah. Let's just try to have a normal life as people. You know, that could have worked. I mean, that could have worked. Um, but I remember there's, like, this scene where, like, uh, she's she's being like, I don't care about any of you, okay? Like, I didn't ask to do this, yada, yada. You all keep, like, I'm not the Gamora that you thought I am, this and that. And then maybe you he, all can fuck off. Well, basically. like maybe he goes on a rant of just kind of like, you know, I went out of my way to do these things. Like you used to be the Gamora that used to save people. Like we used to save people together. And I thought about this. It would have been cool if she had a line of like, well, then why didn't you save me? Oh, that would have been. Intense. And I would have been like, ooh, like that would have been that would have been harsh because it's yeah. like you're the Gamora that saved people. We did it together. We saved people. Then why didn't you save me? Yeah. And it would have just been like, oh, and and, and it's funny because then because then because then there can be that emotional connection between the two Gamoras of like, there is still love. There is a love for Quill that she has, but it's not as, exp- well, she doesn't express well, as much obviously his as the OG Gamora. Yeah. But I don't know, it, it, I, I thought it could have been interesting. I, I thought it could have been an interesting dynamic of like, maybe she does have a thing for Quill, but maybe she's also kind of angry at him that it's like, you keep telling me about this Gamora, this love of your life that you got killed. Why should I get with you? If you're just going to get me killed, you know what I mean? Like there could have been that, that dilemma between the two of them, but there just isn't. It's just like, I'm not the Gamora you say I am. And then, did you know that we guys, we can hear you guys? And then the stupid fucking yeah. jokes. And it's just like, oh, God. This actually is the first uh, Marvel movie, too, to drop the F-bomb. Yeah, I'd heard about that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah when is. he tells we tells uh, Nebula, get like open the fucking door open or whatever. Fucking door. Yeah, I was like, wait, 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 did I hear that right? Like, yeah, I went by so quick. I'd I was heard like, wait it. a minute. I'd heard it, and I was like, oh, that's funny. They use the F word, but then someone online pointed out, it's like, no, that's the first F word in ever, any Marvel film ever. And yeah. I was like, oh, well, Marvel film 
since Iron Man, I should say. Yeah. Um, because I know they did it in some of the earlier, earlier films like Blade and shit. Um, but uh, yeah. For this uh MCU for the yes. for the MCU. Correct. I was kind of a little bit uh not to compare it to this, but I've, did you ever see the Zack Snyder's Justice League? That three hour, four hour. Movie? I did. Oh, we talked about this. I did. Okay, because yeah. uh, we talked about the shitty one that Josh Whedon did. With, well, yeah, we uh, we did the review of the Josh Whedon <laughs> remake, but I, but I remember I remember we briefly talked about it on the, yeah. one of the Batman episodes we did, where I was like, oh yeah, I saw it and I liked it a lot. Okay, yeah, there was that yeah. scene though. It's the flashback, no, the flashback. Um, it, it's the futuristic nightmare Batman thing where he's talking to Joker, and he's like, I hate that scene. He's like, make no mistake, I will fucking kill you because yeah. he said. And I was like, oh, he said the fuck. You know, it's Batman. Holy shit. Uh, like, yeah, it makes a joke about giving Batman a reach around or whatever. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, I could have sworn someone told me to. It's not in the movie, but like, I remember someone telling me, be like, oh, yeah, like Batman says something about like skull fucking the Joker. I'm like, what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. In Justice League? Yeah, someone told me that. And I was like, I, I think they just are stupid and they got it wrong. But I don't remember he that. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. He just says, I will fucking kill you or whatever. I will fucking kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I uh, wanted to touch base with you back to Guardians. <laughs> So with the uh, uh, high evolutionary, I'm trying to figure out because I only saw the movie once. I kind of just I same. Yeah, it. I've only seen it once. Yeah, but I was trying to figure out. So he's trying to build like a perfect society. He is a, a perfect. U- he's a utopian mad scientist who wants to build the perfect society with, with using like some form of eugenics to build to create the perfect life it's form. It's almost like the Island Doctor Moreau. Have you seen that movie? No. With Marlon Brando. No. Oh, it's the same. Marlon it's, Brando. It's the same thing. Someone give me the Doritos. <laughs> Like uh, some Doritos. Oh my god! I I fucking uh the, the the comparison between the two movies is almost the same with the High Evolutionary and his character. Well, yeah, I mean they've had a lot of they had a lot of like, yes, continue because they've I, had a lot of movies like that. I mean that, that's very much like you can say that's like a ooh, it's a World War Two Nazi thing. Like the the evil Nazis want to create the perfect Aryans so they can uh you know have a perfect society. It's 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 very much like a eugenics like like dystopia or utopian concept. Um. But uh, so yeah, it's it's not necessarily a new thing as far as what we've seen in movies. Uh, maybe as far as Marvel, it's new. Um, I'll say again though, like this is a really like this character um, was really compelling to watch. Played by I apologize, Nigeria, Chukwudi Iwuji. I'm not gonna try to use an accent to do that. I'm just gonna say it. Chewy Chukwudi Iwuji. He's a Nigerian actor, a Nigerian British actor. Um, yeah, he, he was, his performance was wonderful. Uh, he, I, I feel like he really got the point and the feel of the character across really well because like, like he is no, um, okay. So I'm sorry. He is no, um, the guy in the first movie, the, the, the guy with the hammer, um, who is the, the bad guy. I forgot his fucking name though. Shit. Oh, oh, uh, Ronan. Ronan the destroyer or whatever. Yeah. I actually thought his villain was. Did you feel like his villain was a little bit more interesting than this guy or, or the high evolutionary? So, okay, so so here's the thing. Like I I've I've seen this debate online so much and I think it is a debate worth having where it's like what's more appealing? The villain who doesn't believe he's evil or the villain who relishes in his evil. So for instance, okay, it's like literally good. Ronan was just like, I'm so evil. And like sometimes that that a, a character like that's played really well. For instance, the Emperor in Star Wars, he gets off on being evil. Like, good, I can feel your anger. Yes, give in to the dark side. It's like, yes, evil. I love evil. Let's just do more evil things. Yes, evil. Like, right? Like, there's something that's beautiful about characters that are like that because it's like like they're fun but they're also just yeah. like like it's like the joker like i just like being bad but you have characters i just do things. i just do things but you also have characters like Ugh. the high evolutionary or even like thanos where it's like 
I don't necessarily believe I'm bad. I was gonna say Thanos. But the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. It's just like it's like it's it's all it's like a all road to hell's uh, all roads uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You could okay. say. Um, it's 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 one of those concepts where it's just like he 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 believes he's doing a good thing. He's like I'm just trying to create the perfect society. It's like yeah, but like do you realize the evil doing. things you're doing? And his response would just be like I don't care. His people turn against be- him too because this con because like the idea of creating a perfect society the idea outweighs the pe like the the, the um what's the word um god i'm totally like blanking <laughs> on this it's it's like the ends justify the means yes the needs of the many i.e the society outweigh the, outweigh the needs of the few specimen i have to torture and kill to get to where i need to go to well, achieve the society i need well i'm trying to understand his character because so um he was trying to figure out some sort of equation and then rocket actually knew the answer and he was all pissed he's like how did you know this how did you know this yeah well it's it's the idea it's the idea of of the creation outsmarting the creator which so there's concepts in this movie that they don't really uh expand upon a lot you know mainly because it's i mean like at the end of the day here's here's my thing I've learned I've learned to kind of just mostly and I, I hate saying this because I always say that you shouldn't go into a movie with this expectation, but I've kind of just learned to just like turn my brain off and just know that's like, yeah, I mean, it's a fucking Marvel film. They're trying to sell toys and appeal to fucking kids and sell to kids. And so it's like you're going to get dumbed down. Which they, actually act, they already have McDonald's toys for this movie. Oh, of course they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those things where like, yeah, I mean, I really feel like they could have expanded upon the concepts of like of the eugenics utopian society expand on the concept of like the, you know, the creation outsmarting the creator. It's like, you, you could have had more of that, but I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? That's, I get it. It's like, I understood it. You didn't have to expand upon it. It's a fucking Marvel movie. <laughs> like, it's like, it's not, it's not, this isn't like, you know, it's not like you're watching like, you know, I don't know, like uh, some of the early Batman, like the Dark Knight films, where it's like they really like expand upon the idea of like fear and chaos, and it's just like. But it's more grounded, just like the Batman was too. Well, like, yeah, I mean, these movies are more grounded compared to like Guardians, where it's like everyone's in space and surfing around, and and the other thing too, I remember like the High Evolutionary just has like a like a telekinetic suit because that was one thing he didn't have. I don't think he had that suit when he initially was experimenting on Rocket. I don't think so because it's weird. Because I think he was just a guy, and he had and like how he killed Lila, he just shot her. Okay, so what's really funny about the suit thing? Uh, <clears throat> thanks for reminding me about that. Is okay, so um, uh, Kang in uh, Ant Man. Yeah, he had a suit that did the exact same thing. He would he would do something and would push someone against a fucking wall or whatever like that. So I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's exactly the same fucking thing. I, so it 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 was funny because I I know it was I know it wasn't Kang. I know they're not the same character. Um, but I was just, I was thinking about them like they're like the same color scheme, like the purple and and whatnot. And, and they're like, black. And they're you know, uh, they're not saying we look. They're no, not no, saying no, they no, look no. the same. We're not being racist. Um, but it's it's like uh, yeah, it, it they looked very similar. Not only just for the ethnicity, but it was also like like the the way the costumes look, look exactly and, and i remember thinking to myself okay because so to touch upon what's going on in the real world right now uh jonathan majors is in hot water with some abuse scandal i don't know a lot about it so i'm just gonna leave it there but um people are calling for his like cancellation like hey get him out of marvel get him out of get him out of the kang thing so Which i was is really bad because they just announced this and it's a big thing he's he's actually like what we're saying i mentioned this before he's like Supposedly the big baddie. Yeah, he's the, he, next what, Thanos. the Kang Dynasty is the next Avengers film. Yeah. Like that's what it's called. Um, and you know he's already been in. He was in Loki. He was in. Uh, he's actually in Loki season two. So and apparently, yeah, apparently he's gonna pop up there. 
So it like makes you wonder, it's like, are they going to cancel him? Or are they going to just say, fuck it? Well, hey, here's the thing. If you're going to let Amber Heard continue working in Hollywood, then you should let him work in Hollywood. They both did the same fucking thing. The difference is uh, uh, between uh, this, between the, the um, Jonathan Majors case and the Amber Heard case is with Amber Heard, there's, there's, in, there's irrefutable proof that she was abusive to Johnny Depp. So I will leave that there. So if you're going to let her work in Hollywood, you should let him work in Hollywood. Anyways, um, I mean, he obviously probably didn't do it. I mean, it, it's, it's just stupid. It's like, okay, well, you know, he had this person who, you know, uh, said that, hey, you committed this crime, but then we have proof that, you know, we saw proof that you didn't do this on, on camera. So Are you talking like, about Johnny Depp? No, no, no. I'm talking about um, oh, Jonathan Majors. Oh, well, I, don't, I don't know if that's all. I know a little bit more about it than you do. Okay, yeah, because I'm not going to speak on it because I don't know everything. And with subjects like this, you got to be careful. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. I hope it's not bad. I hope. Well, he can I, still I mean, like, well, like I said, it's Long one of those things short. where, like, if you're gonna let Amber Heard continue working after she like cut off Johnny Depp's finger and took a shit in his bed, then why don't you just let Jonathan Majors keep working? Like, even if even if he did do it, and I'm not condoning that at all. I'm not condoning domestic violence at all. I'm gonna make that very clear. But it's just like then just let him fucking do it. Like like she set the standard. <laughs> it is. Uh, he's uh, at least is no Ezra Miller. <laughs> Oh hey, God. if you're going to let him work in a hall, you know what I mean? And so it's it's one of those things where like, don't, don't, if you're, if either keep the degenerates in Hollywood or flush out all the degenerates. All that's, those, that's what yeah. I think. You can't pick and choose. Come on. Yeah. They're not going to have him. Kinda, I, don't, I don't know. Cancel culture is such a fucking headache because you can literally have this debate all night with they're somebody. They're not going to let him be flash anymore. That was the, he, he did so much crazy shit, but that's another story. I mean, I know I'm going to see the flash next month. I, I mean, don't it looks know. interesting. Yeah. I, I'd like to still I want to see, see Michael it. Keaton back as Batman. That's yeah. for damn sure. I don't give a, f- I mean, I don't, I don't really care about that. Cause I'm, I'm literally just like a Robert Pattinson simp right now. Like I just want Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I want Twilight Boy. Yeah, I want my Twilight. I want my Twilight Boy with the with the eyeliner. But uh, back to the Guardians. Yeah. So anyway, so getting back to the main point, it's like I I don't know what's gonna happen with the Kang thing. Um, if they're gonna continue that, like, because well, here's one of the here's one of the things that I was hearing online is like they'll introduce Kang and it'll be a different actor and it'll be a throwaway line. You don't look like the Kang that I saw. Well, we are a multiverse. We're not. We don't all look the same. But they're supposed which to look can be a, which you can you can use it as a commentary to like talk about race right where it's like well we don't all look the same but whatever I imagine they're gonna use that essentially as the excuse of like we recasted him so we just cast another black actor um, who's playing the same character um, he's like I'm the same person but I'm not yeah. but I'm also not the same it, it's like the it's like the the Peterverse right like all the Spider Man like it was yeah. all they all look completely different but it's it's the same person in a way so they they, they can use the same thing if they do want to recast Jonathan Majors it really sucks because he really like he was coming up and I talked yeah, about he was this hot too you yeah know, I talked about this on um shit. on the Creed episode where I'm like he's a really good actor and and I can give a fuck about the about the Kang character or really yeah, just the I Marvel don't know stuff much about I King I just either. I just like I think he's a good actor I don't care. and I would like to continue seeing him in movies. Um, I was going to point out something yeah. else about uh, back, back to Rocket. You know, in, through the entire uh, time we've, we've known him as a character, right? He has never once uh, said that he was a uh, raccoon because he kept yeah. denying that he was a raccoon. Yeah. He's like, what is this raccoon? You yeah. Know? But then and, he, and then he reads it on the box with all the little raccoon cubs. And then he um, finally admits that he's a raccoon. Yeah. And it was, it was, like I said, it was a very fun, triumphant moment. And, and that's what I liked about this movie is it had a lot of those moments of like, Hey, you know, like, the good dog moment, that moment, you know. What about um, Groot? What did you think of Groot in this movie? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm Groot. I'm Groot, exactly. I, I'm Groot. And also, uh, I'm Groot. And uh, I am Groot. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's character case. So in the first movie, he was like this tall, thin um, version of himself. Then he became this fucking little small, like little like. Yeah, Guardians Two was the giant uh, Groot commercial, baby, the toy commercial, Baby Yoda, Baby Groot. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And then, um, and the third one, he's well, no, actually, in, in Infinity War and Endgame, he's a teenager. And then this one, it's like a big muscular He's like version. yoked out. Fuck. I, I love know. it because like, you know, like Vin Diesel's all yoked out in the movies. You know what's yeah. funny? Okay, so this is a side note. I have no idea. I need to make something very clear. I have no idea if what this person told me is true. And I know a lot of people lie and make things up about celebrities. So that is a disclaimer. But I know someone, a female, who apparently had sex with him. I'm not going to say with their Vin name. Or, with, with Vin Diesel. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna, this could be all bullshit. So I'm not making any claims. Who apparently slept with him. <laughs> And so I, it was funny. Like, I made a joke. I was like, oh, so when he finished, was he like, I am Groot? Yeah, yeah. So anyways, I just wanted, I wanted an excuse to tell that joke. Oh. This is a story I really heard. I don't know if it's true. I thought you were going to come back and say, no, he didn't say that. He actually uh, whipped me in the face. No, yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, well, also, too, like, you know, the whole 10-second car thing. Like, yeah, you know, I, don't, I may have a 10-second car, but I don't have a 10-second cock. <laughs> family. <laughs> anyways. It's all about anyways. family. Uh, speaking of which, Sylvester Stallone was in this movie again. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah so that was another. Okay, so. Getting back to Guardians 2 real quick, I remember when they introduced him and like all these other like kind of semi-famous actors, and I was like, what is going on? I'm like, what is happening? They're all Ravagers or something like that. Yeah, well, apparently they were the original Guardians in the previous comics. Yeah. Those characters. I don't know anything about the Guardians. I I knew nothing about that, but but they pop up in the movie, and I was so confused. I'm like, why is Sylvester Stallone and like, I think there's a a female um, actress who's also like, was like a big action star in the past. Was she like, uh... was it Lucy Liu? No, it wasn't Lucy Liu, but I think it, she was uh, Oriental. I remember that, but um, yeah, I I don't I don't remember. And there was um, some guy with like a crystal head or some shit. Yeah, like and that. these were all these are all like like somewhat famous like action actors, and like the characters were from like the old comics. And I just didn't, and it was such a meta joke that I didn't understand. And I remember just being like, "Why is Stallone in this?" And then like Stefan, I think, told me or something. You maybe you told me later. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh, how the fuck was I supposed to get that?" So and, uh, and, and yeah, and he popped up again, and then I was like, "Okay," and like I said. When that shit happened, when the dumb jokes happened and the and the and the the weird references that made no sense, I just tuned them out because I'm like, I don't care. I was so yeah. invested in the rocket story, I'm like, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. What um, I said, the planet though, I was talking about. Um, well, I was gonna bring up the planet, the animal planet, whatever the fuck it is. Where, <laughs> <laughs> the animal planet, yeah. The Earth, animal planet. They called it uh, like what would they call it? Like counter Earth. It was or like something like that. Called? So it was like a version of Earth, but instead of people, there were like uh, weird hybrids of yeah. like animals and people. Yeah. Well, no. So what it was is like so With the bat family. The equation. The I know the Batman. So the, the, it was the equation thing, right? So basically, like he's like, I have a machine that can push an organism to its evolutionary peak, but the problem is when I get them to a certain point, they're just aggressive and monstrous, and then like that's when Rocket's like, well, here you just got to do this and that. And then he, when he did it again, it's like, oh, yeah, I pushed them to their evolutionary peak. And now they're like sentient, intelligent beings as intelligent as humans or whatever. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you had like these bat people and bunny people and like all this weird shit. And they all spoke. It was interesting. Like, they spoke like a, a language of some kind. And um, and they were humanoid and, and whatnot. And uh, I remember like uh, he talked about he's like, oh, yes, I visited Earth once and yada, yada. And like he must have visited Earth during the 1950s because like when you look at all the neighborhoods, everything's like very 1950s. Are you talking about the high evolutionary? He said that he was on Earth once? He said, he's like, I visited Earth once. Okay. He's like, I very much enjoyed your your music and the yada yada and the art and your culture. Um, and so you assume that he visited Earth during the 50s. Um, <laughs> excuse me. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I thought it was an interesting, a neat little concept, you know? And like I said, there was a lot of little concepts in this that were interesting that could have been expanded upon. Well, the other thing too 
is you have this concept of like, what happens when you create beings, <clears throat> you create a society, a utopian society, but no matter how hard you try, there's still crime. And like, cause remember like, he's just like, he's like, is your perfect society still perfect with all this crime and drug dealing? And then he goes, well, I guess we got to start over, nuke the planet, blow yeah, it up. Start over. Yeah. Um, and so you had that concept too. And, and like I said, there was some commentators I uh, watched who didn't like the fact they didn't expand upon it, but I, I, like I said, the movie was already long enough as it was. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, I, I feel like I feel like a lot of these Marvel films, and I would definitely say Guardians for sure, would just do better as a TV show. Yeah, because- but still, though, these movies are very entertaining. At least I said in this phase four, um, this is probably the the jewel of the, the entire collection of what we got from uh, lately from Marvel. And I just, um, in a way, it's sad to see it go. Because it may be like this Guardians movie could very well, you know, be like the last good this thing. This is that, the nail in the coffin as far it's, as... It's like a goodbye to like Marvel in, in a way because we're, are they going to make another Guardians movie without the Guardians? So here's the thing. They didn't kill any of the main characters. No. So you know that, they, that they're probably planning to bring them back. They could do that. No so- one dies. None of the main Actually, characters die. The dog doesn't die. The fucking, uh, uh, what's her name doesn't die. Uh, uh, Cosmo. Cosmo. Goldman doesn't die. Doesn't die. Um, Warlock, yeah. Uh, James Gunn's brother with the mohawk doesn't die. Um, like, n- like none of the main guardians die. So it's like, yeah, I mean, they're probably just gonna bring him back. Yeah. It won't. It won't be James Gunn. James Gunn's done. No, no. <laughs> he's, he's doing uh DC more like now. James Dunn. Am I right? But <laughs> well, he's uh, no, doing DC. He's actually yeah. gonna be doing the Superman movie in the next. Superman. Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah. And we talked about that before too. Um, yeah. So. I definitely think they're going to bring back. They even said, I don't know if you watched both credit sequences, but they say at the very end, like the legendary star Lord will return. So I didn't see that. No. Oh, so yeah. Uh, there's a second end credit sequence where it's literally just him and his grandpa talking. No. Well, no, because I, what I remember, I might, I might have watched the rest of the, the credits. I remember they show the new, the new guardian team. Yeah. And then obviously they show him going to his grandfather's place and he's like, Oh my God, it's Peter. It's like, dude, like you haven't seen him in like, but in the, but in like the, in the second end credit scene, like okay. after all the what credits happens? are done, uh, it's it. just him. There's just them eating and they're talking. And then like, <clears throat> there's like some weird joke or whatever. And then it's like the screen turns white and it says the legendary star Lord will return. Okay. So his new name is a legendary star Lord. Yeah. Okay. Hey, can you answer me a question really quick? I didn't really mm. get this. Maybe you caught this, but what was up with all the children? What was that? I mean, <laughs> well, clearly the high evolutionary is a groomer. Uh, no, um, <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Uh, perhaps he was experimenting on them or something. On well, oh, because he was talking about he was like that. He kind of theoretically like he created them in the sense where it's like you have these creatures that don't need a lot of sleep, don't need a lot of food, they don't get distracted easily. They're they're very positive, but yet they're still not as smart as Rocket or P one three whatever. Um. But he wasn't but using he, I animals. Think he had, I think he created them or he had perfected them. But they weren't mixed with animals at all. They were just... Stupid. I don't think so. I think they were just alien. Well, it's, it's funny because like at one point Drax was talking to them and speaking their language. So I'm wondering if they were like the same type of person that Drax is. The same type of alien. Yeah. That Could was just be. like... Yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, so he became it a dad. It reminded me... He became yeah. a dad of like 20 of them or something. Yeah. Well, it reminded me a lot of... Uh, that last bit reminded me of Thor, Thor Love and Thunder when like he oh, gives the all kids? of them... That, that's literally what that reminded me of, but it wasn't as cringe. Oh, God. Because yeah, I was like, what strange. is this? I'm like, what's with all the kids and like... And no and no Guns N' Roses yeah. playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you still had that like thing where like there's a pop song every 30 fucking seconds, but... I don't know. I, I think everything, I think all things considered, I think everything that we've seen in these Marvel films post Endgame 
given modern politics and given the state of Hollywood right now, especially now that there's a writer's strike, um, I really think that this was the best that you, this is the best outcome as far as a final Guardians movie. This was the best we could have asked for and I wouldn't ask for anything different. Do you think it was a good trilogy? Uh, Sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like... Thoroughly entertained trilogy, even yeah. though there's a bunch well, of... And, and it's so funny, because I, I talk about this all the time, of Marvel sequelitis. I, I've been, I, I, I swear to God, I've coined this term. If not, someone else did, but fuck you, I coined it. Um, where it's like, the the first within the sub-franchise is good. So Iron Man 1's very good. Um, Avengers 1 is really good. Uh, Thor, Thor 1 is good. It's not great, but it's good. You know, but then, like, the second movie of each of those weren't very good, right? And then the third movie is much better. The only movie franchise, the sub-franchise that, that did that differently was uh, Captain America. The first Captain America was, like, good until the very end. And then the second movie was, like, way better. Okay. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> okay, okay. Because Night was, and day difference. I was going to ask you a question before we cap off the episode. Um, Out of all the Marvel movies, trilogies, which one is your favorite? And I, you just answered my question because I was going to say the Captain America trilogy is I my think, best one. I think it is the best one. I, well, because, like, t- like, each movie just gets better. Oh, I, I might. Yeah, no, I would say, yeah, each movie gets better. I mean, I, Winter Soldier is so good because it's like an espionage spy yeah, film. It's it not is. even like there's points where it doesn't even feel like a Marvel movie. No, it, it just doesn't. feels like you're watching like a, like a spy movie, like like a James Bond type movie, but without the sex and, and the charm of a James Bond. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's yeah. just like that, that story of like where Bond goes on an adventure with a woman and yada, yada. And they got to uncover a conspiracy and a secret and like the villains and, you know, like, oh, I have a wound or whatever. Like, I don't know. But uh, no, I, I really liked it a lot. Um, I, I feel like Winter Soldier still is yeah. probably your favorite, if not one of the best. It's like the best Marvel film. Because we ever. had first Avenger, then we had Winter Soldier, and then we had Civil War. Yeah. So all of those movies are and Civil War is really good, but opinion. it's like it's what's great about the about Winter Soldier is it's so self-contained. There's no there's no super person. There's no aliens. There's no like bunch of heroes beating each other up. There's not a skull a red skull man. It's just like, hey man the deep state you know what i mean it's like it's like it's touching upon concepts like the surveillance state and and the new world order and all this stuff stuff that like people have been talking about for decades and i'm like wow this is a really interesting concept is there as far as like putting it into a captain uh, america film so uh yeah as a trilogy like i said it had the sequelitis the first guardians was really good and refreshing the second one was just beating you over the head with it and the third movie i thought was a little different but like much better um, I Thor, like to, the I Thor like... trilogy is the same way. The Avengers trilogy slash quadrilogy is the same way. Although the last two Avengers films are great. Avengers well, two actually, is not very good. Four Thor movies now, but just taking that those first. Well, three. I don't. I don't count Love and Thunder. You, know, you got like Iron movie. Man. <laughs> you got Iron Man one, two, and three. You have Ant Man one, two, and three. Yeah, a lot of them are just straight up trilogies. You know what I would tell people? If you're someone who doesn't watch a lot of Marvel films and like you're kind of not really hip to all this stuff, I haven't seen Black Widow yet. Apparently, it is good, but I'm it's pretty good. I'm not going to speak on that movie. But all you need to see, as far as like uh, Marvel films post Endgame, is Far from or not Far from Home. Well, I'm, that movie's all right, but No Way Home and uh, Guardians Three. Okay, yeah, that's really all you need too. to watch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we. Uh... I don't know what's coming out next with Marvel. I know um, they got a few more of their shows. I don't know what the next movie is, to be quite honest. I don't know if it's going to go into the King Dynasty or the Fantastic Four. I don't, I don't remember which one it is. Have they even announced a date, a release date for Fantastic Four, or uh, yeah, let alone can, the casting of it? Uh, the casting, no. Uh, well, there em- is, there is Emily is Blunt and John. No, Kaczynski, no, 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 right? no, no. They're not. Those, they're not in it. 
it's going to be some new actors. So what they're saying, this is wait, what, really? John John Krasinski is not going to no. be. That was just a thing for fans, basically. Well, yeah, because wasn't that that like a fan theory that he was going to be Mr. Fantastic, and then like they just yeah. said fuck but it. He's, that was a different version of uh, Mr. Fantastic. So this Aww. is this is the rumor. This is the rumor. Adam Driver is being looked at right now. Now they're not Mr. sure. Fantastic. They're not sure if they're looking at him for Mr. Fantastic or for Doctor Doom. Oh uh, yeah, I would probably, see him more of a Doctor Doom. Doom. Yeah. And, I was going to uh, say, he's not handsome enough to be Margot no Robbie, they're probably in talks with her to play Sue Storm. Ooh. Mm. So, but who's going to play Reed Richards and who's going to play the thing? Oh, my God. There was, so, there was a funny rumor. I don't even know if this is true. I doubt this is true. That Mila Kunis might play the thing. What, what the fuck? What? <laughs> I don't. Unless she's a voice of a female version, I don't. Well, know. Well, yeah, I mean that's what it would be. It's like you'd have like it would be the CGI. MCU? It would be like the MC. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that'd be stupid though. They, they they can't do that. Oh, you right? know what I found out? I know this is we're we're late to the party on this one, but I found out that uh, Chadwick Boseman he had said he's like if I die, which is very eerie that he said that because no one knew he had cancer until he died. But he's like if I die, I want you to recast my character, which uh, and they didn't. They just killed his character off and then made Shiri, whatever her name is. Shiri, the new Black Panther. The new Black Panther, yeah. So, yeah. Kind of sad. You didn't honor his dying wish, you fucking corporate I did not even hear about that, man. Yeah, yeah, I found that out recently. It's old news, but I I found that out. (laughs) It's like, throw my ashes in Wakanda. I'm wait, I forgot that's on a place. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just like, yeah, like, you know, he had a dying wish. It's like, just recast my character, but they they had an agenda, and it's like, wow, that's kind of fucked. Who would be a good Black Panther to replace him? I wonder. Uh, Denzel Washington. <laughs> I think he's a little too old. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I was gonna say they a lot of the black actors who I would want to play him have already been used in the Marvel verse. So it's like, yeah, Michael B. Jordan would be great, but it, like, yeah. yeah, but he he's already, already played Killmonger. Killmonger yeah. yeah, so it's 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 hard to say. If Idris Elba was maybe twenty years younger, I'd say Idris Elba. Um, but he's already fuck. Never mind. He he got used up too. <laughs> Shit. Uh, he could have had the High Evolutionary play him. Uh, uh, Chud, Chudwuki, Wuji, Chewy, Wuji, yeah, you could have had him play him. Uh, uh, yeah, I would say that. Um, for me, I think Guardians Three was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, it had a good amount of humor in it. I think there was a, it was a waste of using, like, say, Adam Warlock. That was just like a, a what? Like, really? Like, he's more important than that in a in a character for the. For yeah, the well, I mean, like, I mean, he would have. Well, maybe they're gonna save him for Kang. Like, maybe he's gonna be the guy who beats Kang or something. I don't know. It's it's. It's hard to say, man. It's I. I really just think that they just need to cut it. Like I, you did. You can't. You can't. Lightning is not going to strike the same place twice. You're not going to catch lightning in a bottle twice. It's not going to happen. It's. Endgame. That whole saga was just so perfect. It was so perfect, yeah. and you can't do it again, especially with all the politics that's roped in it now. You know what I mean? It's just. It's like. It's just. Even the even the sets, the the production teams, it's not the same as it was, you know. And and I don't know. I I and I keep saying this, like, of course, who doesn't want to watch a good Marvel film? Who doesn't want to watch a good show? We all want that. I just don't think we're gonna, for the most part, I don't think we're gonna get it. And we're just gonna keep getting mediocrity. Like I said, we got lucky with with No Way Home and with this movie, but I I I just don't know. So. Really quick, since I have you here, well, since we are here, <laughs> I wanted to touch base with you really quick on uh, the stuff that's going on with Gladiator 2, because I know you're a huge Gladiator Okay, so fan. I know nothing about this. You're going to have to fill me in. Okay. I'll look this, this up as you talk. Okay, so 
Gladiator 2 is in the works. I don't know if Ridley Scott's coming back to direct it. I heard he might be, or I heard that he is going to, or he, he is not. Don't know. But it is confirmed, first off, number one, Denzel Washington will be in this movie. And guess who's actually going to be in the movie as one of the main stars? Pedro Pascal. We already Pedro said Pascal. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about that before, and it looks I don't like know if we it, talked is, about that. It, it is going to be Ridley Scott. Uh, who is Spencer Treat? Hey, it really is a sequel. Because this is the kid. This is the fucking kid from the first movie. It yeah. really is a sequel. Okay, that's cool. That's if he's in it, though. I don't know. But, no, he uh, is. He is. Okay, he is in it. Because okay. I, I, I just looked at cast and like the first name it showed is Spencer um, Treat Clark. You know, I don't know that it's like Barry Keoghan or whatever. He played the Joker in that deleted scene. From, oh, is he going to uh, be in this too? He's going to play the new. Um, he's going to be playing a, a fictional version of a real life Roman emperor named Gita. He was the two-year ruler of Rome. This is, wait, hang on. This is fucking weird because it says you have a guy named Paul Mescal. What's funny, a Pedro Pascal, but Paul Mescal, who's playing Lucius? And do they mean Lucius Veris? Because Lucius <laughs> Veris is supposed to be played by homeboy, fucking Spencer Treat Clark. I'm confused. What's happening? But anyways, that's that's the news so far from Gladiator 2. Hey, they're bringing back Connie Nielsen as Lucilla. Yeah. Emperor Gita. Do you remember? Okay, I don't think you remember Emperor this. Emperor Caracalla. You know what the original concept for Gladiator? Hey, Jimon Honsu might come back if I yeah, pronounce yeah. his name right. The original concept for Gladiator Two, but they scrapped this, was that the gods were going to send uh, Maximus back to, uh, not where they say Earth, but like if you to... do that, you have to turn it into a complete schlocky action film yeah, where literally true. he has guns. Look, like, fuck it. If yeah. you're going to do something like that, where it's like. He died to protect Rome, but Rome still needs him. Yeah, he's back. Shows him driving a fucking like convertible around Rome. You know what I mean? Like fuck it. Like if you're gonna do something like that, you got to go balls to the wall, unrealistic, like fucking uh, like planet terror, death proof type shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I thought like it's directed by Robert Rodriguez. That sounds like something from God of War or some fucking shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up because I'm glad they didn't do that because that like that movie's supposed to be so realistic. It would literally just take away from all of that if they did that. Yeah. I think uh, I wanted to bring it up because I know that you're a Gladiator fan and and, uh, I I just was like, wow. So Pedro Pascal is like in everything now. (laughs) Jesus Christ. He's hot. He's hot. You know, it's um, he was already in like two or three shows like recently and and you know, uh. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I like him. You know, I, yeah. I, I think he's probably going to be our, our new protagonist. Um, I think so. Yeah, Denzel Washington. That's very weird because he just like, I've never heard Denzel Washington do an accent other than like an American one or some version of an American accent. And like, generally, when when you do period pieces, like we're all in ancient Rome. Obviously, no one's going to have the Latin accent, so it's like usually everyone's British. Or in Jamon's yeah. in Jamon Hansu's character's case, like his character's literally from Africa, so he just speaks That's in his, his real accent. he speaks in his normal accent. His his I don't know where from Africa he's from, but he just has that kind of like northern that the not northern, but like that ant like ambiguous African accent, whatever. Yeah. Um and so it's gonna be really weird to bring in Denzel Washington. It's like, okay, are you gonna have at least like an English accent or do some version of one? Are you gonna do Kind of like a pseudo kind of like Wakanda type, like because they all have the African accent, right? Like Wakanda's not real, so it doesn't have a regional accent. But it's like they all did, like kind of like these Nigerian type yeah. regional, like African accent. He's a good so, actor. So I is mean, he gonna he do something like that, like a like regional that. sub-Saharan African accent? Like I don't know, but yeah. So it would be interesting to see what they do. You know, it's funny because like 
you would think to yourself, oh, like Ridley Scott's directing the game. That's a good sign, right? Ridley Scott doesn't have a great track record. Like Ridley Scott is a hit or miss director. He either makes really good films or he makes shit. Like it's it's that's very common with him. So this could be bad, but it could be good. Or it could be good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, um, Guardians Three. I I said I liked it. Uh, Would you recommend? guardians 3 to uh any of the listeners out there yes uh okay. especially if you've seen the other marvel films guardians and the Endgame saga like yes like like i said it's like i would recommend watching finishing up the spider-man trilogy uh and then watching uh this movie this movie yeah. fuck all the other ones you don't need to watch any of the other shit uh, yeah but <laughs> well that, you haven't even seen ant-man I, i'm not going to it looks like shit i've heard nothing but bad things yeah. you even didn't like it and you're and yeah. I, I'll, I'll go on a limb Jason and say that you're okay. a relatively easy audience. Yeah, very very yeah. easy. But and that's that's time. not that's not really an insult. It's just like it's no, like yeah, like very can, easily entertained. You can go to a film a theater and enjoy something even if it's not incredibly like like uh you know philosophically compelling or whatever that pretentious. <laughs> it's like and that's fine and like you know I I do think we just you know, we do need movies that we can just sit back and have fun. And I enjoy like a, it. I've said this many times before. If if I'm entertained, that's all that matters. Yeah, but even you were like, this movie sucks. Well, just because I saw it, and I was just like, oh god, like I'm not entertained. I just I was still feeding off from like say Endgame and all that every, everything and everything was like like even Thor: Love and Thunder. I didn't really like that. I fucking I hated that movie. No, it's garbage. I, I, yeah, it's it's a god, dude. He says he's talking. To, bro, he's talking bro, to fucking his I went weapons. To a, I went to a party recently and I met some people who liked it. They, had an argument they with loved them about it. it. No, I, I didn't bother. I'm like, I'm not gonna. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. I thought to myself, <laughs> like, you are literally like like one brain cell fucking like retarded. Like, I'm not fucking having this discussion with you. Like, I'm just not doing. It. I'm like, oh, you liked it. I'm like, good for you. That's just what I said. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Man, I also like Dark World too. <laughs> Dark Dark World's probably a better film. I would say it's a better. Yeah, film. Yeah, it's probably a better Thunder. film. Yeah. Um, Duh. And I don't like that movie either. Dumb and dumb. all right guys well listen that's another episode of the geek moshman podcast make sure to follow us on instagram uh facebook uh and on the twitter or tweets i always want to say twitter but at the same time you're like oh no we don't use it's activated again we're using it on the twitter yeah 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 so um once again guys uh my name is jason and i'm anthony and we will see you guys in space I'm high on believing. That's you belong to me. Bye, guys.